0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Just Browsing. Matthew, along with Zach, today. And we are going to bring you an episode on technology and its advancements in the past 20 years. Now, we're only going to do 20 years because that's kind of really all we've been alive to where we're using technology. Because, obviously, in the last 100 years, technology has, you know, evolved tremendously to where it's changed human. You know, the human race and how we interact and literally live our lives. So we're just going to bring you, you know, the past 20 years because I think the past 20 years have brought us enough massive changes that, you know, we're, I mean, who knows what the next 20 years are going to bring us.
1: Yeah, and I think the last 20 years, you know, like you said, in the last 100 years, technology has increased pretty astoundingly, but in the last 20 years, it's increased maybe even more in the last 20 than it has in the last 100. And I think that goes to the argument of the people who are saying that the singularity is coming at some point. You know what I mean? You can look at this trend of how fast technology advances and it's basically increasing exponentially. And at a certain point, once that exponential graph is just pointing straight up, that's going to be the singularity and like artificial intelligence. And then who knows where it goes from there?
0: I mean, we kind of already have AI,
1: We definitely do have have AI at this point. I mean, it's a real thing. It's not, it's on very low levels. It's not like what you think about when you think of AI from the movies. But there's like, you know, IBM and companies like that and Amazon use AI in all sorts of different things. It happens in business, it happens in all sorts of different fields to analyze data, stuff like that. So, with that
0: being said, do you ever think that there will be like a Terminator type, you know, world? Like, do you think that one day robots humans create will take over the world?
1: I think, and this is something that... <laughs> I mean, I we, guess we're going we, right we, into we this. We can set ourselves up for another episode <laughs> yeah. on, you know, a conspiracy well, I, theory or something as
0: far... No, or we I, can just set up an episode on AI. I,
1: I definitely think we should do that because I was going to say you really struck a chord because that's, like, one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, but it, it definitely lends itself to... It's part of the conversation we were going to have tonight about technology. I, ju- I just think... My honest answer is I truly don't think that whatever form, true artificial intelligence that is sentient takes, I don't think that the human mind has thus far been able to create an accurate portrayal of what that's going to look like. I think it's going to be so far advanced from what we can do and the technology that we have access to that anything the movie's Show is just going to pale in comparison to the real thing. And maybe it, maybe that's not the case with the very first iteration, but then there's this idea of like, so you know how we create technology that then allows us to create better technology because we had the step prior at at our disposal. You know what I mean? Just like we can, we can, for a great example, we can mass produce automobiles because we have like automated manufacturing, right? right? We have like robots that can help construct automobiles. Same thing goes for, like, whenever the first robot or whatever form it takes that is truly artificially intelligent and sentient and can think for itself, if that being, whatever you want to call it, then turns around and creates its own version of whatever the next step in technology is, that thing, I think, is going to be beyond what human beings can even possibly imagine. Because it's going to be something that's smarter than the collective intelligence of the entire human race designing another form of technology. Like, we have no idea what that's going to look like. Right, right. This is
0: probably like 100 to, you know, 100-plus years out.
1: Yeah. And if it's not that far out, it's going to feel like it's that far out. Like, let's say something goes live in the next 30 years. Let's just pick that arbitrary number. And then it designs something off of that, it's gonna feel like to us technology has leapt forward two hundred years. Because whatever it creates is gonna be so much farther ahead than the capabilities that human beings have to create that it's gonna seem like it would take us two hundred years to See, make something like this, that. And this this is where
0: I, mean? I kinda like make fun of the whole AIs and robots taking over the world like theory. Because in my head, you know, in my mind I go humans created that correct so humans we don't know everything but we technically know everything right there's everything that is known to the you know to mankind humans know not all i'm not saying you know we're all geniuses but everything that is known we know right
1: (laughs) yeah i guess that's a true so at the
0: end of the day if a robot out there you know that humans create it can only inherit what we know
1: Right, but so, the th- I think the key part is that if you truly do have something that is tru- truly sentient, it's an artificial intelligence that's truly sentient, it's going to have access to every piece of knowledge that not only all human beings that are currently alive on the planet have, but like every human being who's ever lived that has somehow had that information documented and put on the internet, because it's going to have access to right. everything. It's just going to be a so supercomputer. Like, right, so... But like you put a... Say there was a contest and it was like we get all of the top computer scientists and engineers in the world in a room. And we're like, hey, build some mind-blowing piece of technology, whatever it is. Make something up. And then you have an artificially intelligent sentient being, like whether it's a robot or just some piece of code that exists in the internet or on servers or something... And tell that thing to create a piece of technology. I think that sentient being that is artificially intelligent is going to create something far more advanced than the group of human scientists. Because not only does that machine have access to what those scientists know, but it has access to every other piece of knowledge that human beings have ever learned instantaneously. You know right. What I mean? And it can just plow ahead. And but, it could have access to like potentially infinite amount of resources. Too. But
0: with that being said, though, and I'm going on the you know the extreme side as far as robots taking over the world. What robot out there is going to be able to construct an army, you know, or go gather resources? You know, there's no robot built currently that goes in mines for like iron ore, or chops down trees for wood. I mean, when I say that, there's there's obviously mechanical tools you know that go out in there and aid a human being in doing that job but there's no robot that you just you know you're driving through the the mountains and you just see a robot strolling through just whacking trees down to get wood there's no robots you know mining coal yeah. like there's got to be some physical robot that can go out and do work otherwise yeah it it'll be the you know it'll you could say it's like the ultimate being or you know Oh, there's an analogy that just is like it's in my brain but I can't come up with it. Like I can't say it. <laughs> I hate that. But uh, you know, it'll be, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the ultimate being, it knows everything, but it can't fend for itself. I mean, what happens if we I walk by and I just unplug it?
1: Well, if it has access to the internet, it can theoretically just disappear into the internet and show up somewhere else kind of. You know what I mean? So, so that's what I mean is we don't so really all know we what do is form EMP the electrical it's, grid it's going to take right so and knock human beings back to the stone age that sounds like a great idea
0: I mean better than robots our, taking our, over the world our
1: society without technology would be well, so that, that
0: brings us to you know this whole discussion of technology in the past twenty years yeah is back when we were growing up when you know we were seven and or six and I was six in the year two thousand because you're old we had Box TVs, and when I say box TVs, I'm not talking about the old, you know, you got like six channels, you had to smack it to get rid of some of the fuzzies. They were the old box TVs. They weren't flat screens, you know, they didn't have the curves and the 4K, LCD, HDs. They were big, you know, 500-pound TVs for a 20-inch TV. And that was like, hey, you had a nice TV. Yeah. You know? So we went out and we played outside. You know? We didn't have a phone. We didn't have... I mean video games were around but they weren't you know necessarily like I couldn't play with you unless you were at my house. Right, right. You know, cuz the internet was you had to dial up. Yeah. Or if someone was on your the, the house telephone, you
1: couldn't dial up because you, there was the line was busy. Can I say one quick quote before we Continue on your train of thought because it goes to the AI thing. and I want to say yeah, it before yeah. I forget it, but we should do an AI conversation at some point, like See? a whole. This was a great idea episode to, just, to open up. Yeah, just dedicated to that because that that's like my thing. I I really really find that stuff fascinating, and a lot of the movies and TV shows that I watch that are science fiction related have to do with some form of yeah. artificial intelligence. I just find that stuff fascinating, and I think it's just an inevitability. If we, if human beings cont- continue on our current trajectory, that's going to be a reality I mean, at, at some point. I mean, I'll, whether I'll, that's in five years, ten years, a hundred years, it's coming down the pipe. Right.
0: And I'll, I'll save this for maybe the AI talk or later. But like, we already have vehicles that are starting to learn how to drive themselves. Yeah. Based on, I mean, obviously the information around them. So, yeah, we're we're we're, we're advancing in that path. But as far as like a full blown AI, I think we'll probably be dead by the time that. Truly, happens to where something out Possibly. there could be running more than what we, yeah, you know. Um,
1: so the quote that I wanted to say: Have you ever seen the movie Ex Machina?
0: No, that what? one just came out like two years
1: ago, right? I think like maybe five years or something. It's it's relatively recent. Like no. it's a it's a relatively new movie. It's it's about AI, and it's basically the the plot is this computer scientist guy who works for a kind of Google esque company gets. Seemingly wins a random selection, like, sweepstakes to go on a private, like, week-long stay at the founder and CEO of his company's, like, private compound out in wherever. Right. So the movie starts. He's, like, flying in a helicopter. He's going out there, and he lands, and he's he's... Gets introduced to this guy's like this guy has like hundreds and hundreds of acres of land and some top secret compound that he lives in and stuff and the guy's like this very reclusive billionaire genius guy you know what I mean and when the guy gets there he ends up finding out that the founder and CEO of this company this reclusive billionaire guy is developing artificial intelligence kind of all on his own basically and he's he's uh, utilizing the infrastructure and the data that his company has been able to collect kind of like Google, right? to develop an artificial consciousness. And that's kind of how he's going to develop This is AI. a long quote. I'm getting to the quote. I just <laughs> wanted to set it up real quick. If anyone's listening and has not seen that movie and you're interested at all in technology and AI and stuff and you just like good sci-fi, it's a fantastic fucking movie. But anyway, there's a scene where, like midway through the movie, the guy who got selected to go meet with the, the head CEO guy or whatever, they're outside like taking a break. They're sitting there talking and... He's like, you know what, Caleb or whatever the guy's name is. He's like, someday, the AIs are gonna look back on us the way that we look back on the Neanderthals. He's like, up, we, he, they're gonna look at us and say those were upright, those were upright apes with crude tools, destined for extinction. And that quote always stuck with me. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that's basically what right. he says. And like, I think he's probably pretty accurate if. We do develop artificial intelligence and then it increases its own complexity and understanding and technological advancement faster than we have done as humans. Even just at the same pace as we have done, us compared to them is literally going to be like Neanderthals compared to us, basically.
0: Right. But I mean, we got... That's a
1: pretty scary thing to think about, really. Yeah. You know, like how mind-blowing would a caveman think that Los Angeles...
0: Like, if you just... You just brought him in. Brought
1: him to L.A., his mind would not know. It right. was short circuit. But you know that's, what I mean? and like, that's
0: over 10,000 years of evolution. True. Well,
1: and this is the scary thing, is that a lot of the leading experts on AI and stuff think that you know it took human beings tens of thousands of years to get to this point, right? Where we have cities and cars and cell phones and planes and right. shit. AI is going to develop... That far ahead of human beings in a rapid, rapidly short time, like a couple of years, right? Because like every, it's going to have so much knowledge that like every month for it would be the equivalent of hundred years of human technological advancement, or whatever metric you want right. to use it to compare. It's going to be like exponentially faster than how we develop technology, oh, which I is going to be the scary part. Whereas it's like, it's just going to leave us behind, or. You have guys like Elon Musk, who part of one of the many companies that that crazy son of a bitch runs, is like this Neuralink thing. I don't know how much you've heard about, I about Neuralink you. I mean, I've heard stuff, about it, but, but like, I haven't looked into it. I think he thinks the first step is going to be human beings merging somehow with technology. So it being more of like a hybrid. So... What they're working on right now is, like, Neuralink stuff to put in people's brains to help, like, Alzheimer's patients or people who have been in comas or people who are paralyzed to try and, like, rewrite neural pathways and all this very... So, kind of like a technological stem cell treatment. Yes, kind of. And it's... Obviously, it sounds super science fiction-y when I say it, but, like, you know, if you're listening to this, look up Neuralink. Look up Elon Musk Neuralink. It's a real thing that they're working on. And it's in the rudimentary stages right now, but, like... He thinks that that's ultimately where we're headed, and that's going to be like the first stop before AI is where like, I mean, we we are going to be merged somehow with technology because his argument is we kind of are now anyway. Like, I mean, a human being with a smartphone is a cyborg, is what he is. Kind of how he was explaining. But like,
0: but like, think of this: you're thinking of they're talking about putting something in someone's brain to help with like Alzheimer's and and stuff like that. We have pacemakers. You can literally have heart surgery where they insert a piece of technology that oh, the heart quit beating or is out of rhythm. I'm gonna zap this person. Yeah. You know, I mean boom.
1: we so we have stuff like this that's pretty comparable already and it's has already been around for a few years. Right. It's just it's it not that big of a it's not it's not that hard to imagine like the next step of this brain right you know, biological well, technological brain interface type thing. I
0: feel like we we say it's not that hard, but then at the end of the day we look and As a human race, I feel like we're still missing out on certain things as far as not advancing. We can't even explore all of our oceans. You know, like how are we going to, you know, solve like an Alzheimer's becoming based on a technological chip that is implanted or, you know, however they would go about working it. We can't even dive into our own oceans and, you know, find shit in there. I mean, we, we obviously can, but yeah. I'm saying, you know, we've, we've explored 10% of our oceans because technology is limited in the sense of how we can explore it. Different circumstance because you have the weight of, you know, what, quadrillions of gallons of water on top of you. So, yeah, there's different things. But, you know, I feel like we should probably get more of a better understanding of how Alzheimer's works. And that before we think about, like, yeah, we're just going to solve
1: it by throwing a chip in your brain and calling it a day. So here's the thing that I find very fascinating about where we are at currently as a society. And another thing to think about, too, is, like, the stuff that the public is aware of that we know of, technologically speaking, is probably behind what, like, some of the top secret government apparatuses uh, such as the military have access to. So we think we're looking at incredibly advanced technology and we may be seeing stuff that is 10 to 15 years obsolete at this point, which is another crazy thing to think about. But one of my favorite things to think about is like, you know, you're saying we're, we're kind of at this frustrating stage of where we're super technologically advanced, but we're not technologically advanced enough to like answer some of the questions that we have or solve some of the problems that we have. But the thing is, we don't have that ability yet because whatever piece of technology that we need to get there hasn't yet been invented right but we don't know when that's coming down the pike so that's the thing that's interesting is like we're trying to get to mars we're trying to colonize mars or whatever it is and there's like problems that nasa and you know, uh, Virgin Galactic and fucking SpaceX. SpaceX are running into that they they can't figure out how to crack. There's problems that they're running into right. that they f- can't figure out how to crack until someone comes along and develops some new piece of technology that allows that that hurdle to be cleared. For example, one of the reasons why I think and a lot of people think that guys like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates are two of the most revolutionary and impactful human beings in the history of civilization is because they developed a piece of technology that allowed so many other areas of technology, business, finance, all kinds of things, healthcare, to advance forward into the future decades. And without them developing that piece of technology, none of that would have existed. Like right. think, well, think, about, mean, think about life before personal computers. I mean, we haven't really been able writers, to experience that. But like think about what that has now allowed the human race to do and before they created personal computers none of that stuff was possible you know what i mean i I mean it was
0: possible but it wasn't readily like available yeah you know know, like we want to do fantasy football right so like you know my dad will talk about fantasy football with me and it's kind of the same thing when he did fantasy football with his buddies they had to look in the paper the next day to get all the stats <laughs> to he then was determine us that.
1: who they that was so you know who they
0: beat. Me and you, we just go.
1: It's instantaneous. I it's, won it's live. Yeah,
0: and then you know you put your phone back down yeah. and, and you know oh, I don't want to watch the Michigan State Nebraska game anymore. Okay, well now I'm watching this game. Yeah, you know it's it's not turning a dial and going. well, I hope we get you know the signal. It's right. okay. Well now I'm in East Lansing and now I'm going to go down to Tempe and yeah, now I'm going to go over to, you know, Australia and watch rugby or something. Yeah. It's like, you know, we've come that far and I mean, yeah, we've, I think technology or, you know, TV in the, in the words of technology in the past 20 years has been kind of where we are today, just not with the HD, like the TVs themselves, but the whole cable, the connection, what we've been able to view has been there. There's always been pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, so that's all been there. It hasn't evolved. But the like you said, the technology to show an HD, like, you know, you watch a football game and it looks like you're out on the grass. Like it's, yeah. the colors are so vibrant and, you know, the sound is clear. And so, yeah, technology evolved from, you know, it's all crackly and everything. You can't see very clear to now. It's like you're in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand how it's just, we got to wait for that next piece of technology but in my head, I go, well, that next piece of technology might not be the one that solves that. They think it does, but what other problems does it create?
1: True. But so take, for example, my example of the the personal computer. Like I, I got this MacBook sitting here right here. Like before this existed, you couldn't send emails. You couldn't search the Internet. There was no like social media, things like that. Like... Mark Zuckerberg creating um, Facebook and those guys that... St- who, who's the guy that started Twitter? Uh, Jack Dorsey, is that his name? I believe so, yeah. They couldn't do what they did until computers were invented. You know what I mean? Well, so, like, but I mean... they It's like there's this building block that needs to happen before you get to like the next thing. And until that comes down the pike, it can't happen. So we don't know what... Like, this was such a disruptive piece of technology that was created. And no one really even... I don't think you could grasp... Even the people who created it couldn't grasp what it was going to ultimately be used for. I think, And so that's the thing that, like, we don't know what the next thing that's going to be so disruptive that's going to allow us to just advance into the future by leaps and bounds that's going to be such a disruptive piece of technology like the personal computer. We don't know what that next thing is. I think until it happens. And then it's like, "Oh shit, now we have this and we can use this to solve this problem. We can use this to communicate with this or whatever." You know what right. I
0: mean? I think though the personal computer only evolved after the internet evolved because I think and this, you know, this is just my own theory. I didn't research or do anything on this. This is you know, just my own theory. The intranet was made so people could use, you know, an internal source to send files or you know just internal emails right to just help a company work i think and again like i said no knowledge on this but i think internet evolved out of intranet someone someone goes yeah you're right okay instead of just me sending stuff to my coworkers, what if i want to send something to my friend yeah you know so we started out with this idea of you know we'll just take you know microsoft for an example making you know the office suite with word excel you know Mm -hmm. All of those, they made those for businesses to, right, like you said, cut out paperwork, make things more efficient, yeah, and then be able to send that, you know, file share. Oh, here's you know the Excel sheet that I filled out, and then someone goes, well, I want to send that, you know, to Joe and Betsy and Susie that don't work for us, yeah, and so someone's like, well, let's you know open up the intranet to the internet, and then we'll just store all this shit here, yeah, and so it's like we evolved from. Like in reality, we don't. Like we need the internet now, but when we grew up, we didn't need the internet. You know, when we were in elementary school, I didn't go on the internet to figure out anything for my small projects. I yeah. went to the library and grabbed a fucking book.
1: Yeah, it just makes access to information faster. Right, it and, makes it faster and communicating faster.
0: Right, but at the end of the day, we still don't need the internet right now.
1: You know, I mean, we do. In, in a Our way. society today 100% relies on could, the internet. Could, okay, so function. then could you function without internet? Um, like you personally. My life would be insanely more difficult without the internet. But but you could function without I mean, without I could survive, it. yes, if that's your question. I yeah, could survive. Yeah, I'm saying
0: could you be happy without internet? Like say you went and lived in the woods. No internet. You got power. You got running water. You know, you know, You've got things available. You just don't have internet. Can you survive?
1: Yes. Yeah, you can survive. I'm just saying... But, but would you our, be able
0: to be happy and survive is what I'm saying. I, I know you'll be able to learn how to drink water and you know eat some food just without the internet. I mean, I hope you don't look up tutorials every day before you have to eat and drink. The, no, like,
1: but what I'm saying is like, think about how interconnected our daily lives are and how much that all relies on the internet. I work from home. That all relies on the internet. Right. So my job, completely obsolete if, I, if the internet doesn't exist. I can't do my job. I can't right. check any of my financial accounts. I'd have to go in person to the bank.
0: God, dude, could you imagine dealing with bank tellers every day? See what I mean? Like it starts right. to... I can't oh, send yeah. any
1: emails. I can't oh, yeah. We grew up in an age where we have consuming this... Consuming news all has to happen through the paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We have to uh, read instead just, of listen. You, you start of. You start to like... Okay, see, so here's an interesting thing. I just read this book recently. It's called Station Eleven. It's a really good book. It's basically about a flu epidemic that sweeps over the world, kills 99% of the population. I know there's tons of books and movies that have done that, but this one, this story was like really well done. But one of the things that I thought was interesting in that story is there were like people. So eventually it kind of like, she takes you through like when it's happening and then you kind of flash backward, you flash forward during some of the flash-forward sequences, you're like twenty years past when basically civilization ended, when a bunch of people died, and then the people who were still left around had to figure out how to move forward. Right, and so people have collected into these camps, and there were ha- what you what you have is people who are pre-world ending, and post-world ending. Because if it's twenty years, think about it. You got kids that have been born since, and the only world they know. Is the world where the flu already happened and everyone died, and there 's no technology and civilization has ended basically
0: You're right, still one percent of the world population would be like seventy million people alive
1: yeah it 's pretty crazy, but <laughs> compared to how many people there are it's not a lot of people um know, talk about space yeah so one of the interesting things is some of the characters in the book who are in these bands you know these groups of survivors who were you who were born in the world and lived in the world pre civilization collapsing we're trying to explain to kids who were born in this post-apocalyptic world what the internet was and I was thinking about it and I was like you know that's actually a really good exercise imagine you were sitting right now with like a two-year-old or let's I don't know a five-year-old whatever and somehow that kid did not have any knowledge of what the internet was how would you go about explaining what the internet is to someone who didn't under like know what it was, you know what I mean. It's really hard to kind of, I mean, put but, it into terms that are understandable. I feel like you could just be like, it's an open source of, you know, knowledge and
0: bunch of shit. Yeah, you know, like it's an o- it's but a, then it's, if you, it's an open source for you to be able to have access to not everything you want, but you know, it's vir- just an open source everything. to you know everything that but mankind then- has uploaded via a, you know computer at some point in time
1: yeah and then if they go but i don't get it where is it you see know, that's you're, the you're like, that's the thing you're, you're like, like okay how do you explain where the internet is you know it's kind of like all around us in the ether and then you access it by these little terminals and it pulls it up on the screen whatever data well, you, you see need it summons t- all it these tumors the
0: s- we're getting it's because of all the radiation <laughs> from the internet like i'm touching google right now yeah.
1: but like you don't know i'm touching it's, it's google like right now I was thinking about that in when I was reading those sections of the book and I'm like, wow, that would be really hard to explain to someone who had no concept. Well, like explain of the
0: explain the cloud. You know, that's an easy right. modern day thing that even yeah. people with, you know, plenty of knowledge on technology go, well, what is the cloud? Cuz people are like just upload it to the cloud. There's plenty yeah. of like storage there. and I go, okay, right, but we have to upload everything to servers currently Yeah. yeah. for storage. Like it so, has to be on a server so somewhere. So is the cloud just the name of a server yeah. that has endless space because you bought out a whole state somewhere and it's right. just a big server room? Like what is the cloud? And people are like, well, and I'm like, what do you do? You break down my information in a." Excel spreadsheet and put it into you know micro particles and shoot it up <laughs> in the air and then when I need it you have an, a magnetic pole back into a server and you grab it like
1: that's basically how insane it would sound if you were trying to explain the internet to someone who didn't know what it was well I mean, I, it, well, I mean it, it would be like like okay let's uh, let's say a world where there's the electrical grids have gone dark like civilization has collapsed you can't access computers I mean explain explain like a and telephone and you were trying to yeah exactly you were trying to explain like. Okay, so the internet was this place where you could go to communicate with people, to learn information, whatever, share your information. And they go, okay, but like, where was it though? You're like, well, it wasn't really anywhere in particular. It was kind of everywhere, and the only place that you accessed it was through these things called computers. And they're like, okay, well, what's a computer? And you're like, all right, well, it's this machine that, like, is <laughs> well, generated off of a ones box and zeros. Here. And then you have a screen, and it displays this information on a screen. And then you summon information from the Internet to your computer and then read it on a screen. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, none of that makes sense. I would just sense. put a computer in front of them and be like, have fun. <laughs> just don't Google, you know,
0: don't type in things you don't think you should look at. Well, I mean, like, think of this. Don't don't go into my browser history. (laughs) You know, I'm going to delete that real quick. (laughs) In fact, I'm going to delete
1: that. Let me go ahead and clear my
0: my browsing history. Think of phones, right? Back when the phone was first really invented and not necessarily installed in every house, but, you know, a lot of homes had them. You had a number, and then when you dial in, you would, you know, go into an operator, and they would literally pull a plug and shove it into another plug, which would then ring into the other phone, right? That's how phones... You know, that's how they started. That makes sense. It's easy, right? You're you're directly connecting a line to a line. So, you know, you can transmit voice. Right now, we have cell phones where we can send videos, texts, calls. Like how how am I sending a video from me in this room in my person through a phone to someone else? Like like explain how I could be sending a image throw a phone to someone else. Like there's nothing connecting my phone and your phone right now to where you should be able to see the video that I'm filming.
1: Yeah. One of the crazy things that I like to think about as well is like, do you ever play that interesting thought experiment of like, what would happen if you stepped into a time machine and brought a smartphone back with you to people from like, let's say 500 years ago. You'd probably get killed. You'd probably like be murdered. Yeah. And you were trying to explain like, what it was and how it worked. But one of the interesting things about our society today is there's so much technology that we use on a day in, day out basis that I don't think any of us could really under could explain I mean, how it works. Right. So do you know how to, do you know how
0: a cell phone works? Do you know how you can send me a text or a
1: call through that to this? I have no idea. Right. So you and I, I don't, and you I do I don't like, know how this device is built. I don't know how it works. I just know how to use it.
0: Right. I want That's, to know how, like, I don't know either. How does the signal go from, and people will be like, oh, it just, you know, hits a tower and goes out. And yeah. I'm like, right. But what, what am I sending through that signal yeah. that yeah. allows a video to be sent? It's insane. Right. Like, what, am I sending a video, like, through the airwaves? Yeah. Like, like it's like Willy Wonka when he, you know... Moves the candy bar from there into the TV. Oh, yeah. And you can see all the particles going over the top. And I'm sitting there going, you know, when I was younger, when I first saw that movie, and I thought of, like, you know, phones and sending pictures to people, I'm like, is that how we send pictures? <laughs> like, I, I really thought. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do I send something that's not in a physical form yeah. to someone else? Yeah. I could FaceTime my brother who lives in a different state. Everything could be crystal clear and everything. But how, how is it getting from here to there in real time?
1: Yeah. So I got another really good quote for you. And this one just goes directly into with the conversation we're talking about. So have you ever heard of Arthur C. Clark? It sounds familiar, but... He's a famous science fiction author. I'm, I believe he wrote the book that the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey is based on, among several other books. Right. Um, I've actually never read any of his books, but I did see that movie and um, he's one of the most popular science fiction authors of all time. But he has this very famous quote that I've always loved when I've seen it. It says, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And I always think about that. It's like the same comparison and discussion that I was just talking about where if if you were to take a computer and a smartphone through a time machine 500 years ago, those people would think you had somehow summoned magic. They would think you were like a magician. And you're like, no, you don't understand. It's just technology. And they would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's so far ahead and more advanced of the stuff that they have available that to them it might as well be magic. And that's where I think we're going to get at some point with artificial intelligence. What they're going to be able to do is going to be basically magic to us. It's not going to make any sense.
0: So do you think people that create certain things, like even understand what they create, like do you think (sighs) the person who created 5G understands what 5G actually is?
1: I think there are definitely people on the planet who understand like the inner workings of computers and the inner workings of cell phones and how all of the parts come together and make this product and this piece of technology work the way it does. But I think the amount of people who actually know that versus the amount of people who use the product is way out right, of Right, because you could be like
0: a network engineer and know how to set up a network and get everything working, Right, but do you actually understand
1: what you're setting up? Right, and that's the thing, is there's so many pieces that are needed. Like, there are the people on the computers doing the technology side of things, and then there's the people working the actual hardware and, like, building towers and making sure the stuff on the towers is all calibrated correctly and all this kind of stuff. And all of that somehow comes together and coalesces in the ability for me and you to FaceTime and talk about fantasy football.
0: Right, because, like, Isn't that insane? I, un- I, un- I understand, like, cable boxes because, you know, I have a cable box right to my right, and I have Ethernet cables running to all my computers in here, but I'm hardwired in, so I my cable goes into a cable underground... Which is connected through Comcast, you know, somewhere. So I understand how that works. I can understand how Wi-Fi works because it's just emitting a signal for something to connect to. But then I go, okay, I, I get how this is all connected. But again, how am I sending an image to someone in a different yeah. state? How, like what? Where do I break this down? Or you know, even. Like from a a, a loose phone, how do I connect to the internet? Because I'm not directly connecting to something. You know, you can say my computer is directly connected to the internet right now. So the Comcast has, you know, their server that's connected. I'm directly connected to that. Yeah. But my phone isn't. (laughs) So how can I look on my phone and my computer and get the same things? Yeah. But my phone's not directly connected, you know, via a physical connection. I sit there and I go, like, like, part of me, I just go, I don't really give a shit. It right. works. It works, so I don't care. So right. I don't care because I don't need to care. Yeah. Because in reality, you know, I could live without internet. You know, send me off into the woods. Give You know, I'll have a grocery store and everything. I'm not saying, like, I'm going to go be a mountain man and live off the land. But I don't have internet. Fuck it. You know, I could be fine. I'll watch the same, you know, I'll watch The Office over and over again. I'll watch Band of Brothers over <laughs> and over again. Like, I'm good. Give me the DVDs. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Give me a physical copy of something. I'm good. Yeah. But I sit there and I go, you know, yeah, I don't need it. And then, you know, we all technically, yeah, like you said, we do need it every day because we're, we're just used to using it. Yeah. We don't need it. Need it. Like if, if I don't use Internet for a day, I'm not going to die.
1: Yeah. I always just like to think of, um, oh, okay, so here's, here's actually a good example of what we were just talking about. We were talking about like the... The, the amount of people who understand how the technology works versus the amount of people who use the technology is so out of whack. So I don't know if I told you we just started watching the show called The Last Man on FX where like it's basically the plot is this mysterious virus sweeps across the earth and every every mammal with a Y chromosome dies. So all, the, all the men just die instantaneously. So it's a world of just women. And... Obviously, within days. <laughs> well, that world ends quickly. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, it's a, a joke. Within days, within weeks, you know, if they don't hop on these problems quickly, shit's going to start getting bad really fast. The electrical systems are going to, the electrical grids are going to shut down. Water's going to quit being pumped, you know, like water facilitation right. facilities, all that kind of stuff. If they don't find people who know how that stuff works to keep it operational, it's all going to shut down. So, like, if you think. If something happened to where there was an EMP attack and a blackout happened or a flu wiped out most of the people. And what happens if the people who run water cleaning plantations all died? What happens if people who know how phone communication towers and satellites work all died? All of a sudden, our ability to have electricity in our homes, our ability to have clean running water... All of that just goes away. Well, no, it doesn't matter. You we're know dead I mean?
0: though. We're guys, so we don't gotta worry about True. it.
1: True. I mean, yeah, your problems are over at that we're point. Up, we're but like watching football. <laughs> it's just one of those things that's interesting, like, you gotta track down like how many people, if something like that happened, could you find that actually could go to like downtown Denver or whatever and Reboot the the electrical grid.
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to find a still Comcast person to help me boost my you know connection there you go.
1: here. Yeah. So like, how many people have the actual expertise that are going to be left versus the people who are just like, I don't know. All I know is my electricity comes from there, and I used to get on my computer every day and look at porn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like- I mean, when I say I don't think it would be hard to figure it out in terms of learning it, I'm not saying like you're gonna you're going to grab a manual and go to a you know the electrical grid and like open it up and be like, oh yeah i just got to you know flick this here or oh there's a down As long power as the manuals here, are I can in, do on paper
1: somewhere readily accessible cuz right. well, of that the, shit's see, probably stored is, in the internet which you wouldn't have access well, to
0: and that's where you know one of my points i wanted to bring up in this conversation was we rely so heavily on the internet that when it does go down people literally will shut down like their lives shut down and i think you know if we could go back and do it all over again I would get rid of social media because all that does is create negative negativity. Sure. There's some good that come from it, but out of one good post that, you know, helps someone out or helps multiple people out every other post, on, even those good posts have hate, you know, written on them or below yeah. them, you know? So it's one of those things, get rid of social media because our, if we didn't have social media now, we wouldn't rely on the internet as much. If you really understand like the generations of going on, if we didn't have TikTok, Instagram, you know, Facebook, YouTube, you know, Twitter, you realize how more much more social people would actually be because when we were in high school, you know, and again this comes from technology evolving the last 20 years. People were like how many Facebook friends do you have? And it's oh, like yeah, that used to be a big thing. Yeah, and, and it's right. like why does it matter how many Facebook friends? I'm like why well, I've got like 8,000. At one point I'm pretty sure I had like 4,000 Facebook friends. I don't know. Four thousand people.
1: Yeah, you were friend. You were legitimately friends with like twenty people, probably. And and it's one of those things (laughs) in real life.
0: (laughs) Like you know, when we were in high school, I friended Christian McCaffrey. I'm pretty sure I'm still friends with him on Facebook, like his legit page. But it's one of those things. I'm like,
1: I don't you personally are not personally friends. Right? We're not
0: personally friends. But it was one of those things. Like I'm just going to send him a friend request.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things I think about with the internet, and that's why I was saying like. It's so instrumental to the actual functioning day to day of our current society, of our modern society, is that sure, the entertainment and the communication aspects are a big part of it, like social media and, you know, YouTube and Netflix and all the all these things, all these streaming services, all this kind of stuff. But I'm talking about like if if, if that went away, people would learn learn how to move on with their lives and not tweet and not make Facebook posts. I don't but know. like this know. This young generation, that's all they rely on. But like, I think what would, I, I just like to think about what would happen if I therefore didn't have any access to any of my investment accounts or my banking accounts or I couldn't set up car insurance or I couldn't pay my rent online or it would be whatever. It would you know be I mean? financial like, hell. Like and it there would are, also be hell for financial
0: advisors who yeah. are literally digging through your paperwork yes. going, okay, like there are, opening the paper yeah. or calling new Like York there are actual
1: and, like life sustaining functions that the internet allows us to do much more efficiently. And if oh, that yeah. went away, I would not be concerned with the fact, oh man, what the fuck? I can't go stream the new season of Ozark. I'd be like, hey I set my Schwab account to have all electronic uh, statement delivery. And the last time I got a paper statement was three and a half years ago. I don't know what the fuck's going on with and my account. What like, if I want to make a withdrawal?
0: And I can't tell yeah. what my address is to update, to send. Yeah, it to exactly. Because I don't
1: know what the number is to call. You know, I can't right, look so, up the number. So, accessibility. That's the, kind, that's the type of shit I think about where it's like actual functions that you need like you actually need not just like all my entertainment is now gone
0: right so so if you get rid of all entertainment sites on the internet it doesn't it's not useless it's just
2: It's
1: it's probably a lot less busy
0: it's it's not yeah it's a lot less busy but it also brings you to a point where you go okay i only use this to get information that i you know, desperately need, not saying you desperately need to see your Schwab account, but it's information that you need. So it's like, I don't go on the internet every day just to check my Schwab account because, yeah. you know, that one that's just stupid. It's like, oh, did I gain $20 today or did I lose $20 today? It's like, oh, I gained $8 today. <laughs> and then the next day you go on, you lose 25 So you're like, yeah. great. You know, so it's one of those, if we got rid of, you know, all social medias and and entertainment values on the internet and made it more of like a public library and more of a um like a utility stop i think one our internet speeds would be great (laughs) we wouldn't be having all these people streaming everything but two our personal interactions with people would be you know i don't know of any kid out there right now that could call somebody i don't even know if they know that their cell phones call people (laughs) like i legit don't know if they know that their phone has a setting that they can literally like talk to someone through the phone well how often that's a
1: good question how often are you on your phone compared to how often you're on your phone using it as a phone well meaning like to contact someone i don't i mean i'll text
0: my parents like short snippets but if i need to talk to them i don't text because one the they don't, you know, they don't really give shit to text. They're more, give me a call because yeah. that's what I'm used to. Yeah. So I call my parents, like friends-wise, like me and you. Like it's easier for me and you to text. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's probably easier for me to actually call and you know verbally say yeah. something back and forth and then we can hang up. But if I don't need something right away, yeah. I can shoot it in a text and then it's more of like a whenever you get to it, just respond. When, yeah, yeah, right. When you get to it, respond. And you can you can if multitask you, while you're doing right. that and stuff. So yeah. so texting is an easier form of communication in terms of you know it's like email it's, it's a yeah. quicker email yeah right but if you need something you need to call people
1: dude i'm not gonna lie i'm what i'm about to say is gonna make me sound like a real old fart and like a real like working man but email is the shit I fucking love it. Like, text messaging is great for, like, little quick, like, hey, I'm coming over. Is that cool in 10 minutes or whatever? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. See you in 10 minutes. Great. That that, right, you're done. that little exchange done. is perfect for text messages. Maybe send in, like, a quick picture here and there or a GIF or whatever. Great. But, like, if you need to, like, iron out some shit. Like, perfect example, we went to, Ju- we went to Vegas in July for my bachelor party. We're we trying did? to iron out. Uh, hotel reservations and book, you know, the where we're gonna watch the fights on Saturday night and all this kind of stuff. All of that type of stuff, especially where you're dealing with like scheduling and like finances and stuff like that, to be able to like type out stuff via email and like format it the way you need to where it's very neat and, and stuff. Attach, and then, shit and attach like you need to, hyperlink thing. Yeah, and then like have a string going where it's this conversation and you can follow it. So efficient. Well, I mean. I we, fucking love it. We, we did that for my brother's bachelor party. We had
0: a text group, which was more like quick, like, hey, I sent this email out. Yeah. Everybody, and then like and then for then, like, more we info. Had all, we had like 15 emails. Everyone yeah. was responding. Go, go to the email. I was like linking the Airbnb. Yeah, I, it's perfect. You know, it's I was great. linking, you know, resorts, you know, golf courses, yeah. everything. I'm like, what do we want to do, you know? Yeah. You're giving options, whereas like a text, you're like, if I try and link something, it's gonna be it's a shit show, a a massive text that people sit there and go like, okay, and then you get 20 texts before that, and then you gotta scroll, right, and then you like did I scroll past it, and then you gotta like keep scrolling. An email, it's just you click and it's like, oh, there's a thread of 20 emails. It's fantastic, dude. I'm going through. It's
1: it's one of those things where like I cannot think of a better example of something that I could not give less of a shit about when I was a young person, like a kid. And now that I'm an adult and I work in, like, the business world where 99% of my work gets done via email, it's a fantastic tool. Oh, yeah. Emailing I, people is great.
0: <laughs> I mean, for the work sense, not only can you cover your own ass because you're like, I sent this email exactly June 4th yeah. at 864 yeah. p.m. And are yeah. like, wait, what's 864? And I'm like, that's what the email says. Yeah. And that's when I sent it. And people are like,
1: please see my t- – I do, okay, a, do, you do a lot I'm of sorry. the – per my email below or like please see attached for my email from last week, that kind of stuff where it's like I get a lot of the same questions that come up a lot of the time and it's like I know I've answered this before and you can just go dig through your emails and go, oh, there it is. And you just attach it and go, I've already answered this. Please see attached email. I've had some people where they – It makes your work a lot more efficient.
0: Yeah, I've had some people where they will reach out to me and be like I never heard back from you. And me being a non-confrontational person –
1: yeah, that's definitely how I would describe you.
0: I just forward my email that I sent them, but I highlight everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. I love I'll it. highlight my message, and then uh, so I'll highlight it in like red or yellow. But then I'll go and I'll highlight the time <laughs> and the date when I sent it, and I go. So if you your look email, back through, and then sometimes like I didn't get that, and then. I'll get an email that you know. A lot of my emails aren't just direct to one person; it's to a group of people. Yeah, and someone will reach out to me just in a direct email and be like, "We got that."
1: Yeah, like no, nope, I got it. But, like, they just lost for it.
0: For me, I get blamed for things if they're late, right? Uh-huh. But I have some. A lot of my projects, I rely on people to help me.
2: Yeah. So
0: you know, I'll use this for an example. I was supposed to work with someone last week, and they were like, "You need to get connected, get this thing updated," and I'm like, "Okay." I sent them a meeting link. And I'm like, I booked out my, you know, four hours at least to do this project just for them. Sent out a meeting link about 10 minutes before our meeting was supposed. I'm just like, hey, join at your convenience. Thinking we set up a meeting starting in 10 minutes. You're going to join. Yeah. Four hours later, nothing. So I close out the meeting thing, get an email. Okay. The link doesn't work anymore
1: like you're supposed to join for 4 hours. So
0: I literally sent the the message I sent I forwarded it back highlighting just the time. It's got the same link in it and everything cuz <laughs> so petty. When I get yeah, when I get in a really bad mood sometimes I'm just like I'm going to be petty. So I sent them that and he, they go, "Yeah, the link doesn't work." And I go, "Yeah, that's because it expired 4 hours ago when you were supposed to connect." It's like I've been I got busy because you didn't connect. Oh, well, can you connect now? And I go, No, I'm in the middle of another connection. And like, can you connect tomorrow? And I go, No, this was my only time slot this week. We're gonna have to connect next week. Oh, I'm not available next week. And I go, Well Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. I (laughs) have emails showing that you didn't connect, and then you send me an email four hours later saying, Hey, guess what? I couldn't, you know, the, the link doesn't work. I'd be like, Well, guess what? The link was four hours old, so I wonder why. Yeah. Like common sense, you know, quit wasting my time because I'm just going to move on and then I'm going to make you feel really bad about it when I send you the same link and you click on it and it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I've, that I've found to be really funny is like work related, you know, email type jokes are always, they always land amongst other people who work similar type jobs to like what we do, but like people who don't work those type of jobs, are like what are you talking about? Like that, that type of humor just doesn't connect with them. You know what I mean? Bro. It's like kind of like servers or people who work in uh, very customer-facing retail businesses. They all have, you know, they'll kind of congregate and bitch about the same sort of things. Because if there's one thing that human beings love to get together and do, it's bitch about their jobs. I mean, let's let's admit it. Like that's pretty much what everyone likes to do. It's a glory time. It's like an American pastime is to bitch about your job. Um, but they'll all have things they'll bitch about about being servers or about being you know working the checkout desk or working. Another good example is like Taya used to work uh, as a gate agent for the airlines. You know what I mean? And just that's a very like customer-facing role. So there's shit that she and her co- coworkers would bitch about that it's just over my head. I don't get it. I don't relate to any of it. But yet you and I can sit here and talk about how we be pe- <laughs> we will be petty to people via email if they you know ignore, they don't read what we said in our last email or they don't join a meeting on time, all that kind of stuff. I, that's one of the things that – I love joking about is just like office humor. It's, it's, I mean, it's it, like, I'm, I bet you now I saw the movie um, office space like a long time dude, ago. Such a funny movie. I bet you if I went back and <laughs> watched that now, I would, I would find it so much more funny now that I've been dude, in the working world re, for a re, while. Rewatch that. And I think I, I showed it to my dad years ago. Cause my dad worked for decades in a job very similar to mine, just in a different field. And he was laughing so hard he was like crying, like because that type of humor is fucking so, so relatable and it's fun. so good. It's so good. Touch my stapler. <laughs> and like the whole that also that gif of that guy being like, "Yeah, so if we could get those TPS reports, that'd be great." Like that one is like one of the most famous I'm shared need you to gifs. Come in on Saturday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> across the business world. It's so great. Yeah. Uh people yeah people just don't understand i mean i've been so petty that i've jumped on a call with a a client and i had my teams up and i screen shared it and i go our meeting was two and a half hours ago if you can tell i have a meeting starting in five minutes this meeting will have to happen at a later date and they go well can you just push your other meeting back and i go no you could have just joined the meeting and i literally hung up on them and like put my stuff away and I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. But <laughs> I, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, if you're going to waste my time, I'm going to waste your time. So whether I wasted three minutes of your time and you wasted two and a half hours of mine, I'm going to make sure my three and a half minutes is more of like a, Oh shit. He made me feel not, you know, yeah. not very good where, you know, that two and a half hours I was doing other shit. Yeah. Right. So it didn't really affect me. It just more makes me mad that I schedule shit and no one joins. Yeah. That'd be like, Hey, Hey, we're all meeting, you know, at a bar f- to watch a football game. I show up for the football game that starts at 6, and you guys don't show up till 7.45. And I go, hey, nice. You could have texted me and said you're going to be late. Or you could have just texted me and said we're meeting at 7.45. Yeah, Not that we all agreed to meet at 6. Yeah,
1: it's just common courtesy.
0: Like, is it hard to say, hey, we're all meeting here at this time all right, we're meeting at that, like be there at that fucking time. We have technology for a reason. Communicate instead of being like, Hey, we're meeting here at six. And then you show up at six 30. It's like, all right, it's only 30 minutes. And you're going to sit there and like be, Oh, it's only 30 minutes. But it's like, come on, dude. Like, be courteous to me and yeah. be like
1: hey i'm gonna be i'm gonna be late dude that's another so we're getting kind of derailed to bring it back to technology that's another thing No, that, because technology is there to
0: communicate that
1: you're gonna okay, be okay that's late. what i was just about to say
0: so and it also will help you uh, with your fucking excuses of being like well i got lost okay well there's a fucking gps on your phone <laughs> in 90 percent of cars these days there's gps's
1: so dude, your excuse sucks for the first time so during our fantasy draft Zach said something to me that's the first time anyone with a smartphone has actually said this to me and like realized it. He goes, "Hey man, you know we don't draft for another thirty minutes or whatever. I'm gonna run and grab some food." He goes, "Is there uh, is there any place good to eat around here?" Or he goes, "It's like is there any restaurants around here or whatever?" And he goes, "You know what? I have a smartphone. Sorry about that. Never mind." And I was like, "Yeah, just fucking look it up." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. There. What do you Dude, want to
0: eat?" It's and not like
1: hard. It, it was. I I always. Do that if I'm in a, an area of town. Like if I was going to go visit King, for example, in Texas, I wouldn't go. Hey, I'm going to run out to grab a bite to eat. Are there any restaurants in the near area?
0: Right, you would go. What would you recommend? Yeah, I would just give? I
1: would just look on my phone and be go to Maps and go to Food, and it would right. just show you everything. That's and then, near then you. you could like, be
0: like, okay, between these four, what yeah, would you, you what just, would you? you put? have
1: access to all that information in the fucking palm of your hand. Um, the one the one thing I was going to say was, so we've talked to tie his parents a little bit about this, because I just I love picking people's brains who grew up in a different time period than me. I don't know if you like to do this, but... I mean, I make fun of them more, more than not. Francie, we were talking to her about this, and she was talking about how, like, say you were going to meet up with your friends at the mall and shop for a little bit and then go see a movie on a Friday night or a Saturday night or whatever. And you, how that used to have to happen is you would call your friends at their house from your house phone, they right. would answer on their house phone and you would say, okay, it's five o'clock. Let's meet at the mall at six. There's a showing. I looked up in the newspaper. There's a showing of James Bond at eight. Let's meet up at six. We'll go to the food court shop for a little bit, go to our movie at eight. Sounds good. Meet me at the parking lot by the JC Penney at six. Right. And you go, okay. And you'd both hang up. well, what happens if in the intervening hour from that phone call, one of you, their the parents your parents' car has a flat tire and you're gonna be late or whatever the Help fuck. You know what I mean? Flat tire. Your other friend shows up at six, the other friend's not there, there's no way to just immediately reach out to them and be like, hey, what's going on? Oh, my parents got a flat tire. I'm gonna be 30 minutes late. Sorry. There's just no way to know that. So you're like you're just standing there at the JC Penny parking lot being like, Well. My friend is either running a little bit late cuz his dad had to take a shit or his got his parents got a I flat got stirred tire up today or he's murdered. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of now, you just pull out your phone, text them or FaceTime them and be like, "Yo, where are you at?" and like, "Oh, I got a flat tire. I'm sorry, I'll be late." You're like, "All right, cool. I'm But, gonna but go even grab a bite now to
0: you. you could do that. You like Like I think there was an instance and I don't know if it was in our group or something, but I was like, "Where is everybody?" So I called like multiple people. No one answered. And I'm like, okay, like, did we all die? Like, am I, am I, did I die? Like, am I in heaven and I can't get a hold of people on earth? Like, that's another great episode. Like, are we alive right now or are we dead right now?
1: Or are we in a simulation? Right. That'll go into our AI talk. So, but it's like one of those things is like,
0: I sent a group text to four people, but I heard back from one 30 minutes late. Like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. Like, did all four of you die in a car crash? So it just goes to show having the technology available doesn't necessarily guarantee that people are going to use it. Never. But back in the day, it was a lot harder to just stay in constant contact with people. You know, what right, I
0: mean? right? But back in the day, when your phone would ring, you would answer because you're like, I don't know who yeah, it is. That's you know, how you have to communicate. N- now it. people go, I'm gonna let it go to voicemail. Or you got caller yeah. ID, and they're like spam, yeah. and you're like, okay, I don't gotta yeah, answer. I'm ignoring that. Back that. in the day, you know, what if what if I get arrested and I call my parents? I'm like, hey, I need you to come bail me out of jail. It's gonna come across as wherever I get arrested to whatever jail I'm in, you know, that's gonna come across, and my parents are gonna be like. Who's calling us from this jail? Right. And they might not answer And I'm going to have yeah. to leave them a voice message and be like, hey, I'm at this jail. It's a $500 yeah. bond for, you know, I yeah. was peeing in an alleyway.
2: Yeah.
1: And then well, my and then, parents like, aren't going to come bail me out. Another example is just, you know, back before the world was forever changed where I worked in an office building, I would be, you know, in contact with Ty. We'd be texting about what we want to do about dinner or whatever. And then I would leave my office, get in my car, drive home, and maybe pick up food on the way home or maybe not, whatever. Back in the day, it would be like I would call her, you know, without pre-cell phones. It'd be like, I'd call her from my desk phone and be like, "All right, babe, I'm finishing up work. I'm gonna leave in the next ten minutes. Do you want me to stop and grab food? If so, from where? What do you want? I'll see you in forty-five minutes, right. whatever." Or
0: you, you'd get home and, and then, like, then you hey, hang we we gotta the go the food
1: Yeah. And then what happens after that if, like, you get called into a escalated meeting or something and, like, you have to stay an extra hour at work and you don't have a chance to, like, get out and, like, call and be like, hey, I got call- I got sucked I mean, into a meeting. Now you can just pull out your phone from your pocket and text and be like, got called into something, work's going crazy, grab something to eat, I'll see you in an hour right, or whatever. So, so I think back then, you know... Communication is just so much simpler now.
0: I, so I would say com- communication should be simpler now, but it... it to me, it's usually never simpler.
1: The ability to communicate. Like if is if not I want
0: if I text somebody and I, or if I call someone, and I need immediate answer. Half the time, I don't get it. They're yeah. like, "I'll have to call you back," and I'm like, "I no, you can't call me back. I need it now." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, okay, I'll shoot you a text," and I'm like, "No, I need it now." Back then, if you were late, there are probably different things that ran through their head. Is that they're not like, "Oh, they get in a car crash or die, or are they stuck in traffic," you know, like. Yeah. They are probably like, yeah, they are stuck in traffic. You probably just or, had, to,
1: you had to give people the benefit of the doubt more. Or they like, got
0: caught up leaving work. You right, know, like, yeah. And then they show up at home. Now you get caught up at work and like, hey, I'll be there in 15. Yeah. There's no excuse for you to show up 20 minutes late. If you say you're going to be there in 15 and you're not going to be there in 15, you should be courteous enough to whoever you're going to see. I'm going to be a little late. Yeah. And if you say a little late be like I'm going to be 5 to 10 minutes late. Gonna be like I'm going to be late late. Be like I'm going to be like 30 to 30 minute plus late. And I don't know when that late is going to end. Yeah. I'm just going to be late.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you ever have you ever seen those pictures on the internet of the first people to use like car phones? Have you ever seen those like, like we, the, yeah you, the old think, school pictures of like I think Trump is one of the first ones that used yeah. one. It was like a big is like a big deal where like the newspapers had a bunch of cameras and stuff and they're like look at me I'm in my car and I'm going to call someone. It was like this <laughs> revolutionary thing. It's so cool to look back on that stuff, dude. Well, I mean just like
0: think about like and this is going way beyond our 20 years. Think about electricity.
1: Yeah, I mean that revolutionized things. I mean for sure.
0: Imagine if we didn't have electricity
1: still we'd be just chilling with candle like chiseling in a piece of stone yeah man it's i mean well and it's it kind of makes you understand more of like people who used to farm or like their living was made off of the land they just kind of went to bed when the sun went down and woke up when the sun came up because like that was their only source of light the only, only right. source of light is like a little shitty fucking candle in a lantern and you got to like walk outside in You're the middle of the a night field with and a lantern. yeah and Take a shit in the outhouse with this little tiny flicker of flame. Like, how ridiculous would that Talk be? Talk about a technological advancement that humans made that was indoor great. plumbing.
0: Indoor plumbing with nice toilets. <laughs>
1: and central heating and air conditioning. Those two things pretty fucking awesome. So, speaking
0: of that, how do people build houses without air conditioning now? Especially in like a climate like Colorado or. You Are any
1: houses really built without that now, or can, do you just buy a house, a house that well, was built pre? I
0: guess when I say built without it, you just don't build it like built into the outside. because yeah. every house has heating, right? Yeah. So if it's a central heating system, you can add air conditioning onto it. They just you know might have to do a little bit of duct work, but um, but but still, why would you you know why would you exclude that from your life? You know, my AC here doesn't work, so I had to
1: buy a portable one. (laughs) Sam was telling me – we were talking about AC the other day, and Sam was telling me, he's like, I don't understand how people don't have AC in their house or don't use the AC. He goes – if my AC was broken, I would spend my last penny getting my AC fixed. Yep. He was like, I refuse to be too hot all the time. I refuse. Bro, that's why people <laughs> And are I like, relate to that, dude. I yeah. relate to that oh, yeah. so much. It's so uncomfortable to be too hot all the time. It's so uncomfortable.
0: Well, that's why people are like, Why do you like the cold? And I'm like, I like the cold because I can warm up.
1: Yeah, I can you throw, can throw can put on put a hoodie, warm clothes on and warm sweatpants,
0: up. Sweatpants, nice socks, throw yeah. my slippers on, throw my beanie over beanie, my head, yeah. you know, cuddle up under a blanket. If I'm too hot, I could strip naked and jump in my freezer and still be too hot. Yeah, And I, just, I can't do anything more than There's not much that. you can do at a certain point. Like are you yeah. going to fly me to Antarctica and let me jump in the water there? No, yeah. I just laid on ice cubes. That's colder than the water up there. Like, h- how do I cool myself down yeah.
1: faster? Dude, that's one of those things that I used to think of when I'd go visit Sam in Arizona, too, when he was going to ASU, is like, Dude, the people who live in this area of the country, if their AC went out in the middle of the summer, that's going to get serious pretty fucking fast. Oh, yeah. Like, that gets so hot out there that, like, if you're caught outside for too long without water, it can be dangerous. You'll, you'll die in, yeah. you know, two days, three days if you don't have water out. Yeah, like, it without AC, it gets into a serious, just like if you live in North Dakota in the middle of winter and you don't have heat. It becomes a problem quick, right? You know what I mean. Like you, you better build it. a, f- you better know how to build yeah. fires and you have a lot it. of wood. Yeah.
0: Well, that's like you know another point, and and this might go way off, but I've seen you know images of people's shoes melting to roads. Yeah. And I think like maybe India or yeah. you know Southeast Asia, and I sit there and I go why are you living there then the if it gets pe- to 134 yeah. degrees and i understand some people can't you know they just can't get up and move they've yeah. been living there for I don't know, hundreds of thousands of years but it's like your shoe literally melts to the sidewalk why are you outside and then you know i think to myself some of those people you know they just don't have air conditioning like that's just yeah. part of you know the culture and the lifestyles out there that they don't everyone's go, just used to being hot all and i'm the time, like nope sweating just, just like people that live in humidity i sit there and i go you know we, you know, I was born and raised in Colorado. There's, we we do get humidity here, but, but we're not a dry much. climate. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't go to humidity because I shower and I open the door after I shower to go out for and a night, and I'm again. sweating again. Yeah. I'm like wet and sticky, and I'm like, how do people live in this? But it's I terrible. guess you just get used to
1: yep. being wet and sticky all the time. And I'm like, well, Sam literally did say because I, I would bring that up about how I'm like, man, if you guys lose AC here, it's like going to become a problem. And he was like, this area of the state and especially this area of the country is legitimately an area where human beings should not live if we didn't have the type of technology and shelter that we do have in the 21st century human beings would not be living in that part of the country it's too fucking hot
0: yeah i mean you know what i mean even even here in colorado you know i'll say it because i didn't I didn't have my central AC unit, but I had a portable one. My house would be getting up, you know, one day I got up to 91 degrees inside my house.
1: Yeah, and that's in Colorado.
0: That's in Colorado. and Not in yeah, Phoenix, Arizona. We, we you know, we do get up in the triple digits. We, we've gotten up in 110 plus range here in Colorado. We are a desert climate, but we're not, yeah, we're not Arizona. The average is 115 degrees. Yeah. And we have technology people where you can move from Arizona to a cooler place. And when I say cooler, 115 down to, you know, a hundred. Okay, so people use that analogy, like, well, 115 and 100. There's really no difference. I'm like, yeah, you're there, right. You know, well, there when you, is. When you though. get that hot, there really is no difference because it's just fucking hot. But it's like cold. When you're cold, you're cold. But then there's like that point where you go outside and it's like bone chilling cold, where you're like, you hit it and you're like, you can't breathe. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a difference. So use your technology that we've have in this whole advancement period. And move to a nicer place. Exactly. See, crazy how we loop that right back into technology. Exactly. But no, dude, technology, I, I don't even know how it works. I just use it because we grew up using it.
1: I, I truly think the most amazing thing about it has been connecting the human race more than we've ever been connected in the history of mankind.
0: So we're connected, but I, I think I read an article, and I can't remember who posted it, but they were like, The human race is more connected and disconnected than ever before. Like me and you are connected through all social medias. We see each other once or twice a week to do podcast episodes, but we might not know what's going on with each other's lives because we don't communicate like, you know, most people would. Back in the day, you'd see a friend and like, Hey, let's go have a beer and talk for three hours yeah. I mean you're like, let's talk talk about a topic and then let's just go our own ways, you know, like we could be connected through technology, but with that connection, because we think we're connected, we're truly not connected. Oh, I like this person's post on Facebook or Instagram or I retweeted their tweet, but I didn't say anything to them, I'm connected to them. No, you're not. You hit a fucking heart. You're not connected yeah, to that person. I mean, I
1: think there's a difference between Communicating information and then having a true like emotional connection with someone so I think we're I think we're maybe talking about two separate things but like I just think the most revolutionary part about the technology that we have available today is like if I'm interested in quantum mechanics for instance as just a a layman person who's interested in it who's not in school studying it learning from professors on a day-to-day basis I have, access, I have a computer and I have access to the internet. I can learn basically anything I want to know about quantum mechanics. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's the most beautiful part about the whole thing is like I will just sometimes spend – like I was trying to explain this to Ty the other day. I was like I don't understand boredom because to me I have so many things in my life that I'm interested in that I don't ever have time to get to that there's really no excuse for me to be bored because I can always go, oh, let me spend some time learning about this one thing that I saw that one article headline about the other day that I wanted to look into but I was working and didn't have time. Let me just spend 3 hours reading about that cool topic or whatever or reading some really fun articles or watching a documentary on it. And like you have the ability so to do that now. You got to go down the now. YouTube wormholes. Yeah. You have the ability to do that now where you never had that previously. You know what it's another thing too. Well, but
0: previously too we didn't know about a lot of i mean we knew about a lot of this stuff but we also didn't know a lot about a lot of this stuff you know well and it was all
1: all of the knowledge was really restricted to a small group of people who were like studying it. you know what i mean like back in the day a lot of access to the information and the knowledge of certain academic pursuits was pretty much contained to small groups of like intellectual elites who were at collegiate universities who had libraries and stuff or, like or there's
0: that. one library for a yeah. 100,000 people yeah. and there's one book exactly that you know that's the extent of out. the
1: information but now with the internet it's like you can if you're smart enough you can converse with people from across the globe on some topic and learn information like where is china at in terms of researching this thing where is russia at where's you know great britain he, whatever he, you want here's just a really random
0: question that might be stupid, but I think it might be fun to talk about.
1: Is this a... Uh,
2: Bro. Yeah,
0: you could probably say it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those moments. Wouldn't you say the only book one would need, and I'm not getting religious or political, but would be the dictionary? It has every word to the mankind in there and its meaning. So couldn't you understand everything in the
1: human race just through the dictionary? Like, I'm, I'm talking mm, to saying.
0: updated dictionary out there.
1: Yeah. I see what you're saying, but there's a difference between knowing what the word means and then reading something that is extremely well, right. technical to I'm, a certain I'm, I'm field and then understanding what those words mean. I'm not saying I can look mean. up
0: quantum physics yeah. and understand it by reading through the dictionary, but in terms of knowing what it is, you can understand the everything in the world by just reading and understanding the dictionary.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, in terms of the actual language, yeah. But then... You would need to then understand what a, a quasar is or a molecule. You right, know. But,
0: but you would understand what a molecule y- y- is based on what the definition said.
1: Right, but maybe not the understanding of like truly what a molecule is and how it interacts with right. other things. You know what I mean? Right, like, so
0: then you'd have to look up like the, the word interact, which yeah, you know the way yeah. like molecule like, interacting with y- another here's, molecule.
1: Here's a perfect example. Sometimes I get into conversations with people who aren't finance people. And I'll be talking about mutual funds. And like they understand what the words mutual and funds are, but they don't conceptually understand what a mutual fund is. Do you know what I mean? That would be like the same thing as like I understand the words particle and physics, but I don't know particle physics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, there's a difference between knowing what the words mean right, and right. knowing what they represent, I guess. But I'm just, I'm just saying... In,
0: in- I guess. In general, you could understand everything in the world if you if you knew the entire dictionary.
1: Dude, here's off off of what you just said. Here's an interesting thought that I've had as well, because I've always thought that it would be very interesting to know another language. I don't know if you've ever. I tried. Felt I, that I way. have
0: Duolingo on my speaking of technology. I have an application on my there phone that actually helps teach me Italian.
1: There you go. Perfect.
0: Italian. Italian. Learn to be an Italian.
1: <laughs> It's like an Inglorious Bastards, and he speaks the third most Italian, so he's going to be your cameraman. He's like, well, I don't speak Italian. He's like, like I said, third best. <laughs> um, Great movie, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so I've always found it, I think it would be really cool to learn a different language, because then it would make, because my, my thing about wanting to travel the world, I definitely want to do that, but I, I get a little bit intimidated about being in a country where none of the people speak my language as, a, as their first language, you know what I mean? Because that's just a very simple yet important barrier to get past of just can I communicate with the people around me? That's going to really determine how good of a time you're going to have right. in France or in Germany or whatever. And so one of the things that I thought would be a really cool application for something like the whole Neuralink thing where they're talking about putting technology and interfacing it with your brain is if you could just learn languages almost instantaneously. Kind of like you, they could just download it. To whatever's connected to your brain, and now you know Italian without having to spend months learning Italian. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I how cool of, would that be? At kind some of think, point in the future, you know, you can just use like Google Translate for that, you right? Know, where you yeah. type
0: in whatever, and you can just turn your phone or, to people, yeah.
1: like, or or another, like, exactly like what you were just saying with the phone. I think a cool thing to do would be if we eventually had like a piece of technology that was cheap enough and readily available enough to everyone to where, say, you and I went to. France on a vacation and we wanted to talk to some guy on the street corner and ask him what's a good restaurant to go try for the evening. And if we could like hand him a device that he puts in his ear and then we put a device in our ear. And then we speak English to I him. I mean they have that. He hears French. He speaks French to us, but we hear English. Right. They have And then that. you just go, Great, hand me the thing back, and then you just you're on your way. Well, at least you have a full conversation and neither of you know the opposite language. at least I it think just they translates have that. it too. I mean,
0: you. think when world leaders that don't speak like, you know, if Putin were meeting, you know, Trump True. You True. know, they each have an earpiece that can yeah. understand what the other so I don't know if they have a translator say, in their ear or if those, they have technology that's I'm assuming it's a translator, right? I mean, where's the translator at? I don't know. Right? You know, it's one of those things like, know. and then you have to make sure that person is like trusted. What if, you right. know, you could be like, yeah, we're about to, you know, destroy your country. And they're like, yeah, they love your country. Yeah. It's like,
1: and it might be just a simple right. mistake of like a verb here and there or right. whatever. Or
0: like in Spanish, you know, an O or an A, you, you mess one of them yeah. up and you go from, you know, speaking from a male standpoint to a female standpoint yeah. and you can offend somebody. Exactly. You know, but I mean, you could, I've seen like videos on technology on Instagram about people that will like say something into their phone and then it'll regurgitate that back in the language that you chose.
1: So cool. So like, so cool. It
0: already has that. There's just not like a device that like, oh, let me just tap my ear real quick. Yeah. Because like, I'm not going to carry around an earbud for someone else and be like. Right. I don't know whose ears this has been
1: in, but... I <laughs> Yeah, good luck. Or if... I mean, maybe that's not the best way to have it done. Or if there's just some I sort mean, of a block, like a, it looks like an Alexa speaker, and you just kind of set it down, and you're I like... Mean,
0: you're literally answering your question. You can talk into your phone right now, and like it'll explain what you're... It, it doesn't go to their phone, but if I talk into my phone, and we're right here, it'll tell you what I'm saying in your native tongue. So say you spoke Spanish, and I'm like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom, or where is the, the bathroom... It would regurgitate, you know, and forgive my Spanish, but it would regurgitate Puedo y Albano. Yeah. You know, that's what you would hear, and you'd be like, oh, I know what they're trying to say, and then I could you switch the roles to go... They're going to speak Spanish into this, regurgitate English. See, that's
1: the thing, though, is we need to get to the point where you don't have to go. Okay, now switch it back, and then okay, wait, 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 don't say anything yet. Switch it. Okay, now go. I mean, but where it the just technology like exists, instantaneously flows back and forth, to where you can have like a quick conversation right. in different languages, and it's just like seamless.
0: I mean, I think the te- I mean, the technology exists is just finding out how to. I think what you'd have to do is combine all of the libraries of the world, language. Into one, you know, library, which can be hard, though, because Italian is different than Spanish. Right. right. Spanish is different than
1: Portuguese. Yeah. But they all They're very similar.
0: You know, sh- share the same family. Yeah. You know of of how they operate their language. I did
1: see. Speaking of this type of stuff, I did see a commercial recently for a. I think it was Google, uh, a video conferencing technology that Google has, and the family they used for the commercial was a family whose daughter was born deaf, and so they're teaching her sign language, and also her grandparents, I guess, are deaf. So, the husband and wife know how to speak sign language to the to communicate with the grandparents, and then they're teaching their daughter how to do the same thing, and they'll have video conferences with the grandparents, and the Google device, they'll do sign language, and it will translate it to, like, words on the mm. screen. I, I've seen... Really fucking cool. I've
0: seen... And I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember if it's Google or... Yeah, I don't remember Amazon, which company did it, but I one saw of them that did. where yeah. you know it's it's someone that's deaf and they video call someone and they're like cooking and they're yeah. like you know um, doing sign language. That's and, amazing. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but when I was working at Home Depot, what six seven years ago, I had a deaf customer come up to me, and you know, some of them can speak, mm-hmm. but then you you answer and they're like, and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, okay, how do I? So I immediately could tell because he pulled out his phone and showed me what he was trying to find. Oh, okay. And so I pull out my phone and I just open up a notepad.
1: There you go. Perfect. And, and you know, just I it. just
0: typed, hey, how is your day going? What can I, you know, I see you're looking for this. We don't carry that, you know, trying to like start it. And then yeah. I just handed him my phone and he responded. And we literally that's, carried that's on amazing. like a five-minute yeah. conversation in a notepad. Yeah. And then I was like, here's the item, handed it to him and, you know, I think this is thank you from yeah, your chin, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not bad because, like, you know, not like a fuck it's you. It's like man. fuck you, man. <laughs> but I think this Thanks is for the help. Thank Dick you. and just walks off. But that's what he did to me. So then yeah. I did it back, not knowing what it was, but thinking it was the courteous thing to do. And I'm like, that was so easy because some people would be like, I, I don't know what you're trying to find. Like, let me right. go find someone else. It's like. yeah. I had a piece of technology that would give me the tools. Right. Maybe not in the most efficient way, but like what am I going to do, stand there and film film him signing and then have something translate? No, it's easier for me to just Well, and it also beats
1: writing on a, like taking a pen and paper and then ripping off a sticky note and being like, are you looking for this? And then he has to write it on a sticky note.
0: Part of what he said in, in... the message was, I can read lips.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah.
2: But I'm
0: like, what if I speak too fast, and right, then you right. make me repeat what I'm saying? You Something know, will get it, lost in translation. Right. So yeah. I just kept, you know, I would say what I'm typing. Yeah. And you know, it was, it worked. And I'm sitting there going, we can easily communicate. Like, there's there's language barriers, but we can communicate easily through technology. Like, you, like you're saying, I want to be able to have a fluent conversation without pausing. Yeah you know but i think one thing with that going going back to that is the english between like when i tell people like joking around i go i speak american uh, we speak american we don't speak english we speak american english just like in the uk they speak english but they also have their little you know areas that speak their own sort of little english just like australia has different words than even england yeah. and you know canada and the us like we all speak the same mother language, but we truly speak, like, American in a sense of, you know, we call things cookies, but in Australia, they call them um,
1: biscuits. Biscuits,
0: and, and it's just one of those, like, mind-boggling things. I'm like, that's not a biscuit. This is, a, like, a buttermilk yeah. biscuit. I, I
1: think what, that one is what gets so confusing is, like, we have a cookie and a biscuit. Whereas, like, they're calling cookies biscuits. And you're like, well, when you say biscuits, do you mean actual biscuits or do you mean cookies? Right. (laughs) they are two different things. Because I think I
0: told you about the family, you know, that they're from Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. They were like biscuits. I'm like, why are we getting biscuits? i get cookies.
1: So, dude, have you ever um, gone on YouTube and there's a really cool – I don't know which channel does it, but there's a really cool channel that does, like, it'll take famous actors who are Scottish or British or Australian or whatever – and they'll teach you slang from their mother tongue. It's like tongue. Ask
0: Mojo or one of those. Something like that. I don't know what channel it does. I've seen but, like a couple of them. And, where and they'll
1: have like a bunch of cards that they're reading from. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, this one is. So we say such and such, and it means this. It means when you want to call someone a dick, this is what you say right. or whatever. And there's like all this slang that like even if you knew how to speak – french or whatever there's certain slang terms that you may not understand unless you like live in a certain area of france where they say that word kind right of. and it's like just kind of interesting to hear and there's even like some of those people will be like yeah like i'm scottish but my where i grew up we don't use this slang term that's more of like northern coast or whatever the hell you know what i mean that's a different like area like like
0: that town only yeah they
1: don't they don't say that where i grew up but i i've i've heard this before and i know what it means i
0: mean just like india i think they have like 37 different like languages or like dialects of a language but the thing is is you know one area of india might speak a certain dialect and then their neighboring area speaks a different one and they neither of them can understand each other that's crazy but their common language in India is English. Yeah. But it's their—it's also kind of their own, you know, take on English, right? right? Like right. they have their own, you know, cultural language built into English. So it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, you—it says you speak English, but yeah. it's a different English than Australia or the yeah. U.S. or just like Chinese. What's the difference between Chinese and Mandarin Chinese? Right. 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 You know, like so it,
1: it just goes to show like you couldn't learn one and be good everywhere, necessarily. Right. And and that's where it also... you're going to speak with an accent or you're going to use words out of context or whatever.
0: Right, but even like, you know, having like a, a global dictionary of every language could get really confusing for certain languages. Yeah. Because I could say, let's go get cookies, and this isn't, you know, true, but it, it could translate cookies into, you know, Canadian where they're like, yeah, let's go get boobies. But it's like, why do you call boobies cookies and they're like well because we call what you think are cookies biscuits <laughs> you know like it, it could just get yeah, like yeah. oh let's go get biscuits and gravy and they're like why would i want cookies and gravy yeah yeah you know it's just it can be one of those things it's like you're meshing things yeah. that exist in both languages but the way people
1: use them is not how the other people use them well and here's One thing that like, if I had a wish list of stuff that's like science fiction-y type ideas of where I want technology to go, one thing that I would eventually... Actually, I don't know. I'd have to think about this more. Let's say it would be cool. I I wouldn't necessarily want it. But if we all had some sort of technology in our brains that allowed us to communicate telepathically, to where at that point, if you think about it, languages wouldn't really matter. You would just understand someone's thoughts, but telepathically, so you know what I mean.
0: This this will be for a different conversation. Are your thoughts in English? That's a good like, question. Like, are, so are I, our thoughts in our own language? Yeah,
1: I, I think you would imagine if it was telepathically, it wouldn't matter what language it's in. Their intent and their thought would get to you, and the language wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, the words themselves wouldn't necessarily matter. I don't know because I like you. Would just you and I would be sitting here, and I'd be like. Oh, Matt's hungry. He wants to go get wings, I am hungry, and I would just actually. intuitively know that if we were like telepathically linked. Right, Whereas but, you wouldn't have to say it's not like you're in your head and there's a little thought bubble going. Man, I'm hungry. I want wings. Right. But, I just like know you want wings and you're hungry. Right. But
0: how could you tell that I want wings? Because maybe I want you know flautas or something. <laughs> right. Like it becomes one of those. That's our, not what you're thinking about. Are our, our thoughts in you know our own language? Because like yeah. if. You know, and this is very selfish, obviously. But when I've spoke Spanish to people before, like when I've been in Mexico, I go, "Are they registering Spanish in their head as English?" Like, "Oh, he said baño," and in their in their head they're going bathroom. And I go, "No, I said baño," so in their head they're going baño because that's the language that you know their brain is programmed to understand. Whereas I'm thinking bathroom. So when they speak back to me, they should say bathroom, and in my head then I go bathroom. Right, so like I always think when I speak to someone, if they don't understand me, their brain doesn't work in English, right? Yeah. So how could their thoughts work in English? Yeah.
1: Well, like your inner monologue, and like everyone kind of has their internal voice, you know? Right. You'll be like walking behind someone and be like, "This fucking guy needs to get out of the way." Like you're just saying that internally to yourself. So
0: could you imagine like saying that though? A a a
1: Spanish person is having that. But in Spanish, not in English, right? So, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying is telepathically, we still would have a barrier of language. Well, not necessarily though. That's what I mean is like if it's telepathic, it's not necessarily like I'm just hearing your thoughts. It's like I'm understanding what you're thinking. Right. You know so, I mean? so it would
0: be basic understandings then, like oh, he's hungry. But if I'm like I'm Possibly. hungry for chicken tenders, yeah, they shouldn't. They wouldn't know what chicken tenders were because those could be.
1: You know a different yeah, but maybe you have like a picture of it and i'm just seeing that as well that's what i mean like telepathically you imagine I've, like that's how you communicate you have to like close your eyes and like imagine could, could it. you imagine if you just close your eyes you, imagine and imagine it? It? <laughs> you know it would be a, that's what i mean is like i don't know if that is necessarily a good idea because of the thoughts that people have in their own heads should probably oh. stay there i would think we, yeah, most of them yeah should probably stay there you know what i mean
2: yeah
0: <laughs> flashbacks to the bachelor party that would have been bad yeah
1: like that that's maybe not necessarily a a, a piece of technology that we want to pursue but well, it's a pot it's a it's something that could happen
0: right but i mean it comes back like you know you know it's one of those is like move asshole but you didn't say move asshole right. but then they just turn around They're like, but if everyone's linked they're like hey man
1: <laughs> calm down like and you're like sorry Sh- <laughs> shut up you're <laughs> like telling yourself to
0: stop <laughs> shut thinking shut up <laughs> you're like shut up and everyone's like seriously you're like but so if you're if everyone's connected telepathically, then no one would have their own thoughts because everyone around you would just know what you know what's going on. That's another thing. You'd have too, to be like
1: there, so. There was a, a really good guest on the Joe Rogan podcast recently. The guy who directed um, District Nine and Elysium and a couple other cool movies. He was talking about this idea of like a shared consciousness. If that was ever to be something that we were all telepathically linked, and then what happens to individual identity at that point if every single mind if every single human mind on earth all exists as like a hive mind if it's all connected then are your ideas really your own at a certain point and then no. what makes up your own personality and then like, at what point do we lose our individuality and just become part of something greater you know what i mean that's an as interesting, as soon that's as an interesting, interesting as, concept
0: as soon as we're all sharing the same mind Yeah, because then
1: one thing is controlling everything, and then you and then he was talking about how like you can't you can't undo that. You know what I mean? It would be virtually impossible to undo and then separate everyone back into their own little silos.
0: Right. So me and you live the same life for twenty straight years, doing the exact same thing because we think the exact same way. Nothing ever changes. Yeah. And one day they're like, "Boom! You're you're two. You're you're your own people now." mean, you were probably going to carry on and do the exact same thing every single day until the day we die because we wouldn't know anything different. We don't know how to be different.
1: Well, and you're, I would be stuck with parts of your consciousness. You'd be stuck with parts of my consciousness and consciousnesses, consciousnesses? <laughs> of like <laughs> of everybody. billions of other people. You know what I right. mean? All all somehow jammed back into your brain. So that's what... When he was mentioning that, I'm like, wow, that that is really crazy because there, there's no way to undo that. So, it's like <laughs> if you poured one type of sand that was dyed purple into a bowl of, a, of sand that was not dyed purple and mixed it all up, good luck separating it back out again. You know what I mean? It's not happening. <laughs> could you imagine that? Close your eyes
0: telepathically and right. think of yourself sitting there with a whole box of sand. and Yeah, and you have to th-
1: separate it back out.
0: I don't even think you could tell the two different colors.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's impossible. So once everyone's minds are linked, there's no going back. It's like there's no going back to you have your own personality well, and your own consciousness. You're guess, part of this greater thing now. I guess that
0: loops us back into technology because with internet, we're all connected now. So if you take it away, we all become disconnected and we don't know what to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a comparison to be drawn to like um, the Ender's Game story where like the alien beings in Ender's Game that the humans have to fight off, are they act as a hive mind. So they act in unison. Everything they do... like Think about how much easier that would make decisions of global politics and war and all of that kind of stuff. If if we all were were linked and all thought the same thing at all times. So you mean like a dictator where if I thought differently, I'd just die. Well, maybe not necessarily that you thought differently. It's that we would all understand each other all the time. So we wouldn't be making... There wouldn't be like, hey... We have a government who we've elected, and then these people are then meeting with the elected government officials of this other country, and then they're deciding the fates of millions of people. It would be like there's one ruler of the world. It would be like we all are joined, and so we all understand what's happening on the other sides. And it's like, hey, it would probably come down to like, hey, all the people in Russia are basically just like us. We're just working people trying to get by in our daily lives and find some enjoyment out of things. Why are we letting Putin and I mean, fucking the president of the United States dictate why our countries are mad at each other or not mad at each other? You know I, mean, I mean, but it's, if you
0: think about it, like we that would be taking out humanity if we were just exactly. Like, so that you know, we can't yeah. take out humanity from you, you start from to lose human.
1: your humanity at some point and but, and become something different, I mean, something machine like.
0: Right, but we're technically trying that. Where you know, yeah. even if you don't support the current president, you know, he is speaking for you despite you not saying what he's saying, right? I don't support him, and I don't agree with what he says, but I don't have a choice. You know, well, we all have a choice, but the majority rules, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like in Russia, they don't have a choice. You yeah. either like him, or you find yourself, you know, disappeared, disappeared, you gone. You know, you don't find yourself. Yeah. So it's one of those things like we elect these people to act as you know the queen bee and run and make decisions to help all of us with these other leaders, but that's just not how it works. And, and you know, this goes away from technology, but the way he, the human race is, we crave violence. Like, that's just, we love violence. Why do we like violent sports? Why do we like gladiator arenas? Because we're humans and we love to see violence. As messed up as it is, do you love watching hard football hits?
1: Yeah, you I mean crave that violence. There's definitely something instinctual about it. Right, yeah. you
0: you crave the violence. You're, I'm not saying you're going to go out and like jump off a tree with a knife and kill like a mountain lion. Like you're not craving like
1: But there's something that but, is exciting about right, it.
0: Right, there's yeah. something exciting when someone gets drilled. People aren't like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. I mean, the mom is, but everyone's like ah! Yeah.
1: Ah! yeah.
0: Like everyone's going crazy like knockouts in the UFC. We all go crazy for. People yeah. aren't like, "Oh my gosh, like what about his tooth?" Like everyone's like excited. So even if you know the governments know war isn't good for the people but they crave violence. They want to see people that they're not they're not in trouble, they're not going to be worried about it, but they don't care. They're going to send other people out to go die for them. And they crave violence and they crave conflict.
1: Yeah, Otherwise, I think on a deep deep level they do. Yeah. I mean, I mean I don't know if most people are like I don't think most people enjoy it. I think there's just something about Large groups of human beings having to share resources that inevitably leads to violence. There's just something about it's just the different cultures that yeah something about the way we're built and it's like our animalistic nature, right? Which is why like who knows what's going to happen to that if we merge with technology? Maybe that kind of just goes away. You know what I mean? But I mean like I mean like going
0: with the the whole you know nature of the human race, like you said with animals. If you're the, you know, the the male in a pride of lions and another younger male comes in, you're like, "All right. Crack the old knuckles, you know, stretch out the back. You're like, I got to protect my pride." You know, that's what we kind of do now is like, "Oh, this country stepped on my toes, so now I'm going to step on their toes." And I think, you know, speaking of technology, the next war that really happens or the next world war, I would say that's going to happen is going to be more of we're gonna attack the electrical grids and like, it's it might not be a boots on the ground, you know. Gunshots fired, bombs dropped, but more, we're shutting down their electrical grid yeah. and their their country's gonna be in chaos. It's gonna collapse the economy you or know?
1: releasing a biological weapon of some sort. Right. Yeah,
0: that I mean, we, uh, I'm not gonna get into it.
1: There's but. nothing better at killing people than uh, viruses. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not going to get into it. So far, we haven't come up with anything that's effective. Well, maybe nuclear weapons, but there's nothing as effective as viruses. You know, why are are we studying
0: cockroaches? Because those little fucking things can survive anything. So why don't we study them?
1: You don't know what my question is. How do they know cockroaches can survive nuclear explosions?
0: Because they dropped a bomb in New Mexico one day, and the cockroach survived. I don't know. I want to know how they know that answer. Maybe at Chernobyl there's cockroaches that are just normal. Cause like if, so they I mean,
1: somehow are able to survive high levels of radiation or something. Right. You know what I mean? There's just certain like, scientific facts that we all kind of just accept as truth, and it's like, who, how, how do we know this? Well, who right. figured that out? Right.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, is it just theoretical, or do they actually have proof? Like, I Because, mean, come on, a cockroach is really going to survive a nuclear blast? How? I mean, yeah. They're uh, made of, like, the same biological materials as everything else that would die. Like, You know what
0: I mean? I mean, well, that's well, that's why it's an interesting thing because, like, you know, that's what everyone goes for. And no one's ever, like, been like, no, if we drop a nuke on a hive of cockroaches, they're all going <laughs> to die. It's like, well, if they're all underground and hidden and safe from the blast, you know, what is the radiation going to kill them and deform them or, or you right. know, mutate them? And they're like, well, no, they're immune to mutation. It's like... Well, well, why aren't we looking into that? Because then you've got a four-headed deer over here and a 15-headed fish. But the cockroach is just like, hey, guys.
1: I need someone to look into this. I need them to develop a mini nuclear weapon and ignite it in a safe, controlled environment on I'm nothing cockro- but cockroaches and see if those little fuckers survive. I need to know the answer to this.
0: I mean, I'm sure, like, the ground ones will die because the blast, like the shockwave. wave."
1: But I was but, gonna say, doesn't it essentially vaporize everything? Like I don't understand I don't how cockroaches would just be like, "Yeah, I'm chilling. Fuck that. It didn't affect me at all." I'm gonna say
0: most people that have been hit by a nuclear bomb probably didn't live to tell exactly what
1: happened. So cockroach been, is not gonna live well, either. I'm, I'm calling horse shit on that.
0: I mean, it'd be more interesting though because from when the the nukes, the only nukes ever dropped were dropped, you know, they wiped out cities. And that was in the '40s, yeah, so well, the only
1: two ever used in war, I mean there's been others that have been detonated, but
0: right, but i 'm saying like we 're dropped like if, if I, look it up because it 's a fascinating video to see weapons that have been tested, like the kilotons of and yeah. like oh yeah, this one leveled and killed one hundred thousand people, and it was you know fifty kilotons that that 's not the true you know number, but i 'm just using it right, and now we have five thousand kiloton bombs, and i 'm like, oh, so we leveled the city, killed one hundred thousand people with fifty. And now we have a 5,000.
1: Yeah. They wipe out a country. So
0: if I drop that, yeah, like if I drop that on Hawaii, does Hawaii just disappear? Like is yeah. it just the Pacific Ocean? Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I mean, so if we test a nuclear warhead from the 40s on a thing of cockroaches, maybe they survive. Maybe that's when the test was done. But if we test something now, it's like do they get incinerated or do they just like stand there in the, the heat and like, ah.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Sunny like, weather today. Yeah. I feel like when scientists, when you hear that statement, like I just imagine in my head, like a nuke being set off and a cockroach being like 20 miles away from it. And like this shockwave just comes by and it's just like, fuck that dude he just walks it, it off. He yeah. just stands
0: on his hind legs. It's like his yeah. antennas are like
1: in the yeah, wind. He's just, like, oh. just walks it off. And it's like, everything else is just incinerated. And he's like, I'm fine. That was nothing.
0: Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't, you know, discredit it, but have you ever smacked a fly out of midair with your hand? Yeah. Like the force you generate when you swing that and then you hit the fly and it's like, I'm like, for your body to absorb the force I
1: just hit you with. Yeah, that is pretty insane. How
0: are you still flying around? Yeah. Right? You it know, It would be
1: like you getting hit by the side of a building going like a hundred miles an hour. Right. And you're like, fine.
0: It's like, and then you just shake it off. Just get and up. Like, yeah. Keep moving. Or it's like spiders. I've taken my sand off before and just whacked a spider and I see it like jump up in the air and then it like curls up like with its legs and I'm like, I got it, and all of a sudden I look back over, it's like
2: t-t-t-t-t-t-t! and yeah. I'm
0: like How? Yeah. How? How like how, how are you how did you survive that? Like <laughs> does your body just flatten out to thinner than a piece of paper when I smacked you and then you just shriveled up to fake dead and then now you're back alive? Like we got technology, we're gonna we gotta figure this shit out. <laughs>
1: How long have we been going? I'm ready to wrap up if you are. Like
0: an hour and 40 minutes.
1: All right. Of good discussion on... This has a, been fun. We should do one... I think I have it on the list, but we should definitely do one about artificial intelligence at some point because I, I, I love that type bro, of stuff.
0: we've got so many ideas that can come from this discussion. Yeah. It's great. We've got we a cockroach w- discussion. <laughs>
1: Nuclear warheads... We spent, cockroaches. We spent maybe a little too much time on cockroaches, and I'm not sure how we got there, but uh, I was literally going to try and come with like some... But this is kind of how I would treat like a school assignment, though, which is why I didn't do it. I kind of wanted to come with like some, okay, 1993, this is the type of technology we had, and this is the evolution yeah, of video games. And this is the evolution of phones. But, I mean, it's more fun to just ramble, I think. Well, and we, we had, all, we we had all had, like, have seen it. You know, right. We've seen the advancement of it, so everyone is pretty much aware.
0: It's more of a thought process of how does it work and where will we be. Yeah. Like, I think
1: the forecasting part of it is the most interesting. I,
0: I'm more interested in the cars right now, because that's where it seems where we're making our bigger progress in technology is yeah. the self-driving vehicles. Cause I've seen some videos where they're like, yeah, this one, if it senses a human, you know, it'll stop. And then you watch the video and it's like a Honda pilot just drives through the person. And you're like, nice. And there's <laughs> a real good show of, of your technology you developed. I'm like, yeah, we got to work on a bug, but actually real quick thought that just came into my head. Cause I watched a YouTube video on it. The best technology invented early on in terms of detecting, like, human stuff is saws. How it would somehow detect, like, it was going to cut your finger and it would just drop the blade. Oh,
1: you mean, like, an actual blade like saw. Like, an actual okay. blade saw okay.
0: that, you know, if you were sawing and you, you somehow are stupid enough to shove your finger into the saw, it would just drop. Like, it just stops. Yeah, it, stops it, it hits it the break and just it, stops. Yeah. And it literally stops, like, right then. It doesn't spin again. It literally just stops. I've seen videos, and I was really, like, I would really want to try it with my finger. I wouldn't. But, well, that's the same thing. Like, I go, you know, they use a hot dog on it, and just, and then they you look at the hot dog, and there's not even a cut. Not even a scratch. And I'm sitting there going, either that's a cockroach hot dog, or this shit works legit. And I would want to try it, but I'm like. Nah,
1: they're like, <laughs> my fingers... Uh, Sir, Mr. Ewan, we assure you that this thing is responsive down to the millisecond. It will not even so much as cut your finger. And you're like, all right. You stick your hand. It's like, <laughs> just saws off your finger. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. It's
0: just bleeding everywhere. <laughs> you cocksuckers <laughs> lied to me, huh? Eh? <laughs> this is a lawsuit. They're like, fuck.
1: They're like, wow. Jerry, the thing didn't work we lost another finger
0: i mean the thing is though they'd have to say you know do not stick your fingers in the saw just for fun because i'm pretty sure it breaks the saw like it's a one and done type thing for i think some of them or at least the older ones but that to me is like the first advancement of technology is like how can we keep people safe that's pretty incredible instead of cutting their finger off there's some sensor i don't know where i don't know how that works but, but yeah it just like drops and i'm like how does that work? Like
1: That is pretty incredible because think about how many nasty, horrific deaths and injuries have happened in factories like that where there's massive machines and pieces of equipment that are sharp or things that are smashing things. Bro, there's
0: videos on YouTube that you can find of, like, people in a warehouse with, like, a pallet of something just falling and crushing them. Oof. Yeah, it's horrific.
1: Yikes. That's rough.
0: But, yeah. So I think we're probably going to wrap that up. So on that lovely <laughs> note <laughs> – I think we're good here for our technology talk. Um, we'll probably sp- have a lot of episodes that come from this. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Um, this will be our episode for the week. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week with Fantasy Football. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be back next week with uh, an interesting episode that hopefully you all enjoy. So thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next time.
1: Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I've enjoyed rambling about technology. So we've, we, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it.
2: So goodbye.